bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so say they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the blackout tips premium podcast network i am your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we are here to review a movie that you've either never seen or don't care about seeing or um uh, just just don't care about the spoilers okay because we definitely spoil the movies um and today's movie is fast and furious presents hobbs and shaw we will get into that but first we got to talk about the trailers we saw before the movie and we'll also go over some of your comments after we review the movie and somewhere in the middle we'll have a movie review sandwich guys um <laughs> let's talk about the trailers before the movie uh there was a trailer for 21 bridges i've seen this trailer a thousand times mm-hmm. uh this is low-key becoming mine i can't wait for this movie to go ahead and come on out mm-hmm. and i hate to say that because it's starring chadwick boseman it's directed by the people that uh the russo bros but uh, or produced by them yeah i'm ready for it to be over this one and the door to explore i'm ready for that shit to come out too that shit feel like we've been seeing that for over a year yeah although i did start seeing a new version of the door trailer that showed more action i don't mind when you show a trailer and it's new right i just don't like seeing the same trailer and it felt like 21 bridges i don't know if there's a twist in here that trying to hide right and that's why the trailers are just all the same but i just can't imagine that 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 movie being that creative um ford versus ferrari i'd like this trailer it's the car racing one but we've seen it before mm-hmm. it looked like it's gonna have some good ass acting in it oh they're gonna be acting their asses off and of course you have your special effects from the cars crashing and shit like that but i don't know like it, it, i hope we get a screener for it uh in december if we don't go uh, to that, the theater to that, watch it that's part of the only way i'm gonna watch it we saw a brand new trailer for jumanji the next level yes i am motherfucking in they found a way to keep it fresh oh them niggas gonna be acting their asses off right now i think it's gonna be like their old men and the rock and kevin uh hart and jack black's gonna be the black dude from the first one like uh they're really being creative with this and i love it me i am all in uh gemini man uh has a new trailer out i I already discussed it once with uh chris on once upon a time in hollywood karen i think this is your first time seeing the new trailer what do you think about this it was pretty good but it's one of the things where will smith with certain will smith movies i go i don't know i like i don't know what to expect so yeah, but it, are you not interested in seeing it or kind of not okay all right i'm definitely going to see it because it's definitely like it's gonna have some action and i think it's a uh, um a possible white man type type film and uh that's enough for me i like will smith um number five tenant is a new trailer we saw and this one was uh david john david washington i think is his name it's uh denzel washington's son. son 
and um it's directed by christopher nolan as soon as i seen christopher nolan and this is before we seen his face i was like christopher i'm in christopher nolan i'm in same i couldn't even tell what the trailer was really about me either but it don't matter because christopher nolan trailers are so good at like you can watch a christopher nolan trailer a thousand times and not know what the movie's about and not have a fucking idea uh it chapter two has a new trailer out mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. I, i'm probably gonna see it just to complete the series but um i can't imagine uh i feel like everybody knows if they're seeing this or not yeah you either uh seen the old version and you love it and you've seen this version and you're probably going to enjoy it too who knows or like me i ain't seen the first one so i wasn't going to see the second one uh queen and slim did we see this trailer before uh i think we may have maybe not this cut but i think we may have seen it once yeah so it was yeah i saw this new trailer for um during once upon a time with uh in hollywood what do you think about this new trailer it looks interesting it's gonna be interesting to see what they do and where it goes okay uh but you that don't sound like you want to see it Mm-mm. um and eight and the last one was 1917 uh which is like a world war ii movie right. it's like saving private ryan but for europe yeah i'm good on that one you can miss me like so for world war one actually i think because it's 1917 so anyway those are the trailers before the movies uh those are our thoughts on it um and uh yeah and i i'm i'm i still am interested in uh queen and slam um and i will be going to see it um so uh just i just listened to the bonnie and clyde episodes of um um last podcast on the the left left. and uh this looks like it's gonna be kind of inspired from bonnie and clyde but dealing with black people and the police and shit and uh that's enough to get me to watch so uh all right now to get into our movie review for fast and furious presents hobbs and shaw um the a lawman luke hobbs played by the rock johnson and outcast deckard shaw played by jason statham form an unlikely alliance when a cyber genetically enhanced villain threatens the future of humanity and that villain of course is played by idris elba mm-hmm. um it also stars uh vanessa kirby uh helen Mirren reprises her role uh isa gonzalez uh is in this movie uh and then you know as always we spoil the movie ryan reynolds and kevin hart are in this movie i I did not see none of that coming i just popped up at the blue i remember the rumor that kevin hart was in here and forgot it and then it was so long ago yeah and the way they have him come in the movie where it's like almost halfway through you just forget that that's even a thing that can happen and it's like (laughs) oh shit he's in here because him and ryan reynolds are in zero other trailers but they were uh so fucking funny uh all right so let's get into what we liked karen give me something you like i love the over the top fucking action i was here fights you got the fights explosions you got the explosions in the fight while we're doing shit in the background i had a ball with all the action and and honestly i was excited and the thing is y'all it is so many fights and so much fucking action there's no way they could have spoiled everything with the trailers well I, how much uh what was your favorite action sequence Ooh, uh, uh, i think one of my favorite action sequences was when uh hobbs and shaw were both fighting at the same time where they kind of went 
to one of them fighting and went to the other one fighting kind of at the beginning to kind of show how badass they were i really enjoyed that sequence a lot like because because they actually showed you like close counters and they were fucking people up yeah i think for me my favorite action sequence uh is probably that uh third act the uh you seen it in the trailer the the car chain the truck chain that is tied to a helicopter um and then the final fight with idris elba where they figure out oh if we try both try to attack them together we can win you know Mm -hmm. um so it's you know it's very simple music a movie very simple plot um as far as like that you know two you know two guys that hate each other and then they work together and they're a great team um so i did like that but they had some other great action sequences a car chase um that's one of the, on best. the motorcycles the motorcycle that idris elba had that was probably that's the thing i'm gonna say i liked um it was like his own character in the movie um it was like a ninja or something like yes it, was. it could transform and it was like able to like adjust it could drive itself uh it could target like intercept people uh by taking different paths and all he had to do was tell it what to do like that motorcycle was a beast it was basically laser beak from the transformers (laughs) that motorcycle was like the transformers and one thing i can say that's one of the best as far as like car chase scenes i've seen in a very very long time a lot of people do car chase scenes and you're like this shit is actually kind of boring but their that car chase scene was actually pretty they had several good car chase scenes mm-hmm. well well vehicle like? scenes the tech mm-hmm. uh i really really enjoyed what they did with the tech and the drones and uh he, he just elbow his eyes and you know the, him kind of calculating things out like they basically had made him into a machine and so it was written in the guns and it was really really neat uh to watch the uh the technology and that piggybacks on what you were saying about the bikes and all that stuff just so much tech yeah um and the way they built it into the world idris elba's eyes the fact that he could command drones from his motorcycles motorcycle tech even the stuff with the virus and uh you know like the way they extracted and the way they put it in like there was a lot of tech throughout this whole thing um which also made the third act so cool because it was old school like let's strip the tech away from these these bad guys and now we have to fight it out face to face with wet hand-to-hand combat and they don't have guns right so that was cool um another thing that i liked um just in general um idris elba is a bad guy um he was good in my opinion like um he was just like a terminator you know black superman as he said i normally you normally don't get to see idris elba play like a bad guy i was thinking that you normally don't even get to see him like chew up the scenery like and you know like all this like extra acting and shit so yes he was doing the over the top shit and i was here for it yeah and i i really liked it like uh him my favorite scene with him being a bad guy was him torturing uh hobbs and shaw with the electricity uh that was so dope um so um i yeah i I just thought he was a a cool villain and and then like the technology they had that basically at one point they kept showing you more and more like how much technology was in him and at one point we see like he literally has been 
because he had been shot twice in the chest and once in the head by decker shaw a long time ago and when they and then they frame shaw so we basically had that same you know the thing they always do with these fast furious series we find out oh this bad guy's never really been a bad guy okay mm-hmm. anyway and that explains why they both was in jail in the other series mm-hmm. so then they cut back and we see like the back of his back of his spine is like exposed mm-hmm. and there's nanites and all kinds of shit inside of him and um and he's not taking pain meds or anything and they're just piecing him back together he's basically a terminator i I really liked uh him as a villain i i would you know i would have watched more of that Mm -hmm. i I mean shit knowing this series they might bring him back uh now now he'll be a good guy you know come on because that's what they seem to do in all the fast furious movies somebody loses and then they join the good guys so uh what else did you like i actually liked hobbs and shaw i think that they were excellent in the fast furious series mm-hmm. particularly the airplane uh uh when they was had the airplane sequence they was fucking hilarious and i and i was like i would love to see them together and i don't know if they just heard people cries or somebody was like oh their chemistry is great honestly i'm gonna keep it real i don't even care if they go back Mm-hmm. you know i actually enjoy well, it, it kind of ends world. it kind of ends like it's its own separate thing mm-hmm. i can see them not coming back you know but they also the trailer the, the teasers after the tra- after the credits were both things that didn't necessarily mean that was getting a sequel oh, like okay. they didn't do teaser trailers right. you know um like in a lot of movies it's like you know oh this person is the real bad guy or this like but 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 the ending before the teasers definitely led you made you feel like oh there's more to this world because we never see the real bad guy behind the voice or whatever Mm -hmm. and they're like you're on our radar or whatever so i don't know if that would lead back to a fast and furious thing or if that's just gonna lead to hobbs and shaw too you know yeah I, i i literally could see it going either way yeah uh which i like them leaving it open-ended like that um Correct. for me a thing that i really like cameos the cameos oh. of ryan reynolds and kevin hart specifically they both stole the fucking show yeah helen mirren was also great reprising her role um because it's always kind of funny to see like hair helen mirren is in these like fast and furious in this universe because right. she's such a like you know uh proclaimed actress and uh you know but she but man i love her career helen mirren like she just is in so much stuff ain't she though because when she showed up i kept saying I, i've seen her before yeah she was just in anna um oh she was yeah. as the older lady yeah. yes so she just she just can act man and you know i know they say black don't crack but helen mirren looks great she does um so she's always just showing up somewhere looking great killing her roles and giving you everything you could want out of the um out of it uh so yeah um that was um that the kevin hart cameo where he was in the plane playing the air marshal and the banter anytime they can get the banter between him and the rock is always great always and then of course ryan reynolds just does his thing and it's it's like i don't know if they just called in favors or what but somehow they get they get these people in these movies and it's just it's and like this it's just your fun it's just fun seeing them go off and they get to be themselves and the thing about ryan reynolds was was so hilarious it would not be a surprise that they let that nigga just riff like yeah. like because he's such a funny person mm-hmm. they was like okay here's a gist 
go and just recorded him it just chopped and then sliced it up i mean he was almost just deadpool in this movie that's what i was like the say. only thing missing was the costume I, if he'd have put up that costume on it fucking fell out yeah because he was just like i mean it felt like in the third act he was gonna show up in the costume and start fighting people because he was just so like deadpool like the jokes with the kid the inappropriate boundaries the best friend chain yeah. the tattoo he had that was like the rock that was so funny and so cool so yeah that was that was big for me what else did you like uh and she didn't have a large role but uh, the rock's little girl she was so mm-hmm. precious and she was the especially with her and ryan reynolds like the running joke and they did game of thrones she was like i watched game of thrones he was like why do you watch the game of thrones <laughs> mm-hmm. so uh, she was precious yeah i like well that was the thing i was gonna kind of add in uh it was not necessarily little girl but she's included in this but like the rock was actually samoan yeah like we've seen him play every kind of person every in this, this movie world career, you know he's a african uh he's, hey i'm michael okoye and you like this dude is just every i mean he's brown so he can be anything right but it's something about seeing him actually get to be Samoan for once and it, it you know i think it's very telling that it's a movie he had heavy involvement in making it making this a movie that he finally gets to kind of be himself correct um now he does have a white woman love interest so i know there's a lot of black women that really don't like when he has a non-black woman love interest so this is a movie with that you know but it does it didn't bother me obviously me but either. um he uh like him being Samoan going back home to his family his mama mm-hmm. um you know that that when they do the haka I think is what they call it oh, and okay. the like fighting with the old like uh like uh Samoan weaponry and stuff mm-hmm. all that shit was just so cool you know and it was cool to see him like really finally get to embrace that on in film you know because mm-hmm. i don't know what he's like in real life and then right. especially with the um plot of it being that he had lost touch with his roots and his family and this being like it felt almost like career-wise this is his 20th years a movie star and in this world he was 20 years a lawman and he hadn't seen his family and then boom he's back with the uh with the with the family and the samoan and embracing it and uh you know referring to himself as a brown man and stuff like that i actually really like that stuff uh what else did you like i like the fact that uh now they did have actually vehicle vehicles you know fast and furious you know type of vehicles but i really liked the fact that uh they use like moonshine to give it like that turbo kick i thought that was fucking hilarious well they i think it's nitrous what they call it moonshine okay yeah they call it moonshine so i i, I just thought that was hilarious and i i, I love the fact that they stuck with the ridiculousness with the vehicles how they had the vehicles like you you said it for like i think it was like four vehicles like all stacked on top of each other mm-hmm. stacked to a truck uh attached to a plane just over the top things that i was actually i was actually here for and i was also here uh for the banter uh, like i said i love hobbs and shaw you kind of talked about it before but i love their banter their their back and forth their wittiness their competition type mm-hmm. of thing all in the 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 gist of they actually care about each other but they got almost like i like i got i got a punch of balls type of friendship um yeah i uh see um oh and i you know i also want to mention that i did like um hattie who was the um 
the sister vanessa kirby who's the sister of mm-hmm. um jason statham in this movie because i just didn't think that they were gonna i thought she was basically gonna be the the girl in the box and in some way she is because she has the virus inside of her they have to get it out and so she's the mcguffin like you can't kill her and everybody and and whatever but they don't they, they never fridged her which is where you like take a girl a woman uh in a role like this and it's like save the princess in the castle you know or put her on mm. ice like she was actually fighting when she was getting the virus taken out of her which mm-hmm. i did not think they would do um i don't know who the right was on the writing staff for this but i actually think that was a smart choice because right. you know she had been a badass the whole yeah, movie cia agent come on am i uh my six in my six my bad wrong group in my six so she she uh was an mi6 agent she was obviously the the dopest one in the the group she survives she's running with idris she gets framed and all this stuff and we see her like you know army like setting up booby traps in her apartment before she goes on a run um and i you know like we see her fight the rock you know so we know she's a badass and i really appreciate them letting her be a badass at the end letting her be dope letting her like even the um dude that when they instructed the guy to shoot kill her when the timer ran out she saved herself they didn't come save her Mm -mm. and these are little things that you know typically in these type of action movies big brawny men they almost always make the woman like the damsel in distress and in this case it's you know uh decker shaw's sister the rocks quasi love interest so it's for you know so you almost expect like them to make the sacrifice that saves a woman and then they get her love and she really i mean not that she never not that none of they all need each other's help right but she never really needed their help like you know jump in front of this bullet like she was whooping people's ass and Mm-mm, stuff she was gonna give herself up and everything yeah so i i actually really like that um anything else Mm-mm. okay did you have anything you did not like the only thing i did not like and maybe it's just me it was just a tidbit too long mm-hmm. other than that i have no problem with the movie yeah it's two hours 15 minutes it felt a little bad boy two-ish to me where there's like where a normal movie would wrap up they say let's go into overtime and go to the island mm-hmm. uh but i was fine with it you know yeah, i did have to pee during the movie i did too but i've been drinking a lot of water so that could be it um, same but yeah it was so you know it was a little bit uh you know it was it was it was a little long i could see that i do have several things i did want to mention this is not the shit on the movie but you know there were things i noticed um um i did feel like they kind of forced the love interest angle with vanessa kirby and uh the rock johnson hattie and uh hobbs it was like they had to give him a love interest because it's a movie and she's hot and stuff and you know jason statham makes comments about like don't don't be trying to sleep with my sister or whatever um uh great banter and stuff but still like uh it did feel like they kind of wedged that one in there um Mm -hmm. and then the the karen brought up the banter i like the banter but there was sometimes where it was like it got so bro-y it with the it's like you're like a dog with two big balls bouncing around like okay man we dicks balls like who did marky mark write this shit like yeah you know some almost very duverish yeah i wonder how much of that was improvised and how much was it correct you know and you know they try to be cute with it you know like you know look at your face and all this shit and i think the reason it didn't really connect with me is because it was uh, with them talking so much you start to realize well for me i realized 
this is a pg-13 movie yeah and so the banter was always a little like off yeah it was almost too clean yeah in a yes. movie where y'all are literally destroying thousands of dollars over property uh like beating the fuck out of hundreds of dudes and uh killing people guns in the street everything no cops in sight it, it while you're doing this shit you can't cuss really yes because uh uh they didn't say fuck the whole movie did they they did they did you can say fuck like what? i think once in a pg-13 movie okay and it was when uh they saw each other and said uh fuck no or something like that okay um and the thing is it was clever how they did it because i think you can only get away with one of them without it being rated r but they had to rock and jason statham say it at the same time they did so i guess that counts as one Mm -hmm. uh but i really think if this had been rated r it actually could have been a little bit better but i do understand that this franchise pretty much makes all their movies Mm pg-13 um so that's one thing um i do feel like the trailer showed too much because almost the third act the whole third act is in the trailer you know so everything that happened in the third act you saw the helicopter stunt the the haka the fighting in with the weapons the only thing you don't see really is the last fight with idris which oh which i meant to put on the positives if i didn't already Mm -hmm. that last fight with idris is amazing the slow motion shots perfect um another thing um well you brought up that it was too kind of a little too long Mm mm-hmm there was one more thing and i can't remember what it was but yeah it was oh and of course it is ridiculous like oh yes yeah, i go to these because it's ridiculous same that's why we was in because it was right. ridiculous but some people are gonna be like this is you know i've never seen a fast furious movie or so shit like that and i don't want them right mm. now like i can't believe this movie is so ridiculous we're telling you in the review we it know it's over the it is ridiculous top. nobody it, can survive the shit that they did yeah it doesn't make sense like Mm-mm. you can't you, if you're trying to put your brain on to do physics you're gonna you're gonna break it not just that but like there was stuff where like when they the way they hooked all four trucks up at the end mm-hmm. i mean the amount of coincidence and skill it would take to get that to happen is so ridiculous and you know suddenly everybody in the movie is like a fucking top flight you know race car driver some shit and you know um it was so it's a lot of coincidental badassery and shit mm-hmm. so you know i just don't don't write us in saying this movie's ridiculous we know we know and if the ridiculous ain't your thing you shouldn't don't see watch this. it it is my thing though um all right so let's rate it zero to five i think we we picked out a meat off this bone care five i had a ball uh this nigga shot a drone out of the sky and before i knew it, i but i think i was the only one, i busted out laughing like really really like we were just watching and that nigga just shot a drone out of the sky with a gun i was like oh my gosh this is fucking ridiculous okay if you're gonna say that you need to describe it better than that because uh, oh. it we uh, shooting a drone out the side with a gun is nothing anybody could do that oh while he was driving while they were in the air while he took the car while they put like this they had he wasn't even driving on the road they were driving up like almost like a side of a pole into a building and the drone was shooting at them while they was going through the building so everything was blowing up behind them they actually crashed through a window uh while the drone was in the air spinning in the air with his sister all at the same time he took a gun and shot a drone 
and i was like this is fucking ridiculous and they didn't have no seatbelts on none nope. and she fell out the front window and he held on to her to keep her from falling nobody got a concussion this vehicle had and no airbags there was so many explosions in this scene and the, meanwhile the rock was driving like a truck that i don't even think exists no going a speed that truck was a tank it was bas- it was stronger than optimus prime it was bas- and it was going like a hundred miles an hour crashing through everything and not even slowing down it was ridiculous it was fucking over the top and then the vehicle uh that uh shaw was driving actually landed on the back of the truck that the rock was driving perfect too it was fucking hilarious so i'm gonna give this two different ratings i'm kind of gonna cheat here uh i feel like if you're a fast and furious fan this is like a four and a half five like yeah you're already in the franchise we're fast and furious fans i can't imagine you somehow liking those movies and then being like but not this one (laughs) come on because this one was right up that alley i can't like like delivered on everything Mm mm-hmm then my other rate as just like a if you're not a fast and furious person or whatever this is or you just i'm just want to see a good movie yeah this shit might be like a two out of five that's what i was about to say because it's kind of like it's not you're not getting great acting performances you're not you know isn't the humor isn't necessarily the funniest shit in the world mm-hmm. i mean it's just fast and furious but starring two other actions like two actual legitimate action stars mm-hmm. um and so i enjoyed that element but i could see people not enjoying it all right let's go ahead and uh let's go ahead and get into these comments we got uh five comments on the line king oh shit yeah everybody saw this one uh writer chick says hey rod and karen i wanted to thank you for the toy story movie review i took my two and a half year old grandson to the theater and after he finished his chicken tenders and soda he was ready to go so i missed the last 40 minutes of the movie oh kids i really wanted to know how the rest of the movie turned out but i wasn't sure about going to see it again without his little ass thanks to you and karen i now know that what happened so i can finally be at peace oh i hate to hear that baby well nah i love to hear that you didn't finish the movie but you got to listen to our review and it was good enough to fill in this blank spots for you i'm glad to hear that well then that's why we do what we do thanks again for everything that you do thank you for listening thank you uh felix says hi y'all felix here man i feel y'all on the disney remakes but it always hurts my heart a little bit when folks say cgi is better than 2d animation as a 2d animator i can appreciate the cgi since i know how much work goes into that art but the approaches aren't really comparable no they're not they're two different genres like comparing apples to oranges i guess i must have slipped up and said it's better animation because it's cgi and that's maybe that's why they're redoing it because they can they can do uh like they can make actual looking animals do it instead of the uh animated cartoon versions uh and this is very long so i'm assuming he was very triggered by my comment uh being 2d also doesn't make the old movie inherently corny i know you probably didn't mean it like that but just hearing those words made me a little sad i wish disney was more conscious of how they they word things all the time that makes it seem like cgi is the evolution of 2d when it's just another valid way of making movies that doesn't invalidate 2d correct a lot of a lot of my favorite uh uh shit i love to watch is 2d yeah i was gonna say now um i'm sorry if i said that maybe i slipped up and i didn't mean to make you sad but Mm -hmm. 
um yeah we watch so much anime and shit you know that we don't hate on 2d work it's Mm -mm. just um you know i so i don't know maybe i said something kind of uh flippant and i didn't i didn't mean to hurt your feelings i don't agree with all the shade animator twitter has been throwing the last few months about the movie the origin had flawless animation that was so expressive so sticky and so sticking to such a low-key approach with only mouths really moving here was disappointing it could have used a little more movement being realistic doesn't have to come at the expense of expensive uh, expressive animation but i guess they really wanted to try and fool folks with the live action tagline um maybe i, I mean yeah i don't know uh, people feel very strongly about this movie in a way that i did not i will not sit here and act like this movie is bad like all these folks though it's good i enjoyed it the cast is good i think certain folks may just be mad it's noticeably more black than the older one also i think the 2d folks just don't appreciate the ridiculous amount of work modeling and rigging the fantastic 3d characters and environments you see throughout the movie is uh and the feat that 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 was accomplished here on the technical level like bruh they modeled all this shit in computers that is insane and the fur and muscle definition of all the animals man we have come such a long way this shit the shit is beautiful yeah that was how i was feeling mm-hmm. I, I i i don't like i don't get into all these debates online about movies really mm-hmm. i like actually when people bring that energy to me i try to remind them like hey it's just my opinion you don't have to like harp on my opinion i'm just one person if right you, if you hate a thing you'll never catch me being on your page telling you you have to like it if you like never. a thing you'll never catch me on your page telling you, you need to hate it like i just like to keep my little world over here to myself and that's why a lot of times you know those conversations remind me oh that's right i should just talk about this on my podcast because social media people kind of feel like it's everybody's uh contribution to your opinion as opposed to just like oh this is how i felt about a thing and i want to have a conversation with like-minded people in this i want to have my little bubble um you know i try not to be disrespectful or anything but just you know sometimes you just want to like i like lego movie or okay i don't want to fight about it I, that's the thing i don't want to fight, and that's the thing everything turns into a fight and you right. like that's that's not why i'm here that's and so for some people particularly people that actually i'm very positive like and love shit a lot of times you just don't say nothing and people go you like everything no I, it's not the fact that we quote unquote like everything no there's things we don't like uh but well that, lego movies one of those things i didn't like right but i saw everybody like it i never said anything bad to anybody about that movie Mm-mm. like i get to live in my corner of the world where hey i didn't like it but i understand that's just my opinion i saw how much money it made i saw all my friends say they liked it what i'm gonna tell them they didn't like the shit they saw like clearly i just was the odd man out this time you know um but yeah it's uh it what to me that's what i was seeing and and i think the other thing i I, um the reason i was kind of being like well you know coming up with reasons why they might have done this um to me i'm like they have the technology to do it different in a way it's not like the old thing goes away Mm-mm. and i was trying to express that to karen which was at this point day and age we no longer have to give up a thing no we don't. so like the kids now they stream this disney original joints and they can just go watch that if they really you know like if it come, push comes to shove 
they have both versions and they can pick and choose or they can like both like i don't see the ultimatum of like they better not remake this shit well if it's not good i won't care and i just won't watch it again if it's good hey now add this to the other old thing that i love yeah and i think particularly with the lion king a lot of nostalgia calls people to be in their feelings a whole hell of a lot you're 40 you're 40 i'm sorry 40 50 hell old you are and lion king came out 20 20 something years ago it's okay it's okay if new shit ain't your jam it's okay i think also i just never had the reverence for it to be a thing that made me feel like it's off limits like if it was so if the original is an a plus cartoon um and this is a say b plus or even b minus animated cgi joint okay like to me it was never gonna hurt me one way or the other it's just like okay i can like them both yeah um, that's how i've always felt you can like them both there, there's no like you said, there's no ultimatum to pick or choose i never saw the original till i was about 18 because i was uh, it, it was on the bbc i've always enjoyed it but i was always bothered by how much of the main cast was white and couldn't even pronounce some of the african words they used correctly that's something uh this remake fixes for me and i love how donald and beyonce's song sounded the originals were fine but didn't have that punch these new versions did she would tell was great i want to see him beat dr strange's ass in the sequel so bad now he's such a good villain john connie uh kenny i don't know if i pronounced that right i just love because whatever western my boy is and he always represents for us africans always blows my mind hearing fluent african dialogue in mainstream movies oh is he the um the monkey because that was uh, that was the only dialogue i didn't understand i was like what is he saying but now that makes way more sense yes it does even if it's not a language i know because i'm from a different country on the continent he's always a treasure lastly apologies for the long comment i was really happy at how good the milan trailer looked i was worried i love the original and while i didn't know any of the offensive stuff they did in the original until recently i'm glad they're fixing it and doing a bit more of a serious take milan really is one of the only ones that can get by without songs as much as i love them and i remember listening to a podcast by one of the co-directors of the original that they did with me now when where they just came across as overly defensive and self-congratulatory about some of the criticism of the movie and that kind of irked me they also defended not hiring more asian actors for originals so there's that also just glad disney is doing right by china because if they brought those dudes back it would have not gone like this okay have a good one y'all felix out and one thing about uh uh this this is not running from their history these the shit did exist and they're not saying it didn't exist but a lot of these remakes is a chance for them to get offensive songs like because in aladdin one of the main songs uh that aladdin sings uh like because of my lack of knowledge and me just being a child when it came out it was a lot of people that was like hey that shit is fucking racist it's a fucking song that you're singing and i am offended by these songs they it, that that song did it didn't even appear so i could see them fixing a lot of the problems mm-hmm. and that's one thing about the remakes they're not like i said they're not saying the shit don't exist it's like you know what we're gonna actually redo it and get it right this yeah time. even a lion king that stars a lot of black people is kind of a fix yes, to something is. you know i'm not saying it's got to be better but no. you know like in my case i do find that the be prepared from the cartoon is better than the be prepared from chiwetel's version even though i think chiwetel did a great job right same you know but but like yeah even just the fact that hey let's get black people to play these roles all right cool you know um 
and he says hi had a question for rod and karen are y'all going to review rocket man the lead guy from king's man is playing l john yes it is a musical but done in a, such a way that the mood it moves the story along and gives new meaning to the songs i think y'all would like it but i understand y'all say no because it's a musical which is not y'all usual jam yeah i, I don't like musicals yeah and i and, and i think it came out the same weekend as something else so we didn't get to go see it yeah well my thing is not even that man uh i just think it will get the screener yeah because they're definitely going to push that for an oscar yeah and we'll review it if we watch the screen on yeah this. in december yeah. or november when we get screeners mm-hmm. i assume yeah that if that's not on the list i would be very surprised oh just they're gonna push the hell out of that they're uh, clearly trying to get that dude an oscar yes because that's how we watched uh the other uh one queen uh the uh bohemian rhapsody right movie. bohemian rhapsody we did we, we watched it when they sent the dvd yes lion king was a great readaptation uh i felt like i was watching national geographic show with actors giving the animals human voices thanks again for all you do uh, all you and karen do thank you thank you yeah that's kind of how i felt too like i don't know i just never seen nothing like that i still think it's a technological marvel because none of that shit was real like i I just don't think i don't think my my brain is so fucking spoiled now that i just if you could have told me at say like 15 like if you could have shown me this movie at 15 i think my mind would have been blown right i'm like what the fuck how did they do that you know what i mean like what these are real animals like how did they make them talk you know but now that i'm 40 and i've seen like every marvel film and they've made like clark greg be young again and shit like now my brain just takes it for granted like yeah of course you can just it's just just monkeys talking to lions and hanging out like that's very crazy what they did you know planet of the apes another one like yes this is certain shit that i just take for granted now just like oh yeah like i walked out of lion king was like it was straight but it wasn't good as jungle book like that's how that's where we are now right uh anyway hi ron and karen this is from amon if people don't like this movie fine that's okay but no one can say anything about this soundtrack beyonce's the gift was just that and it made our summer at least in my house i could tell when my daughter's singing brown skin girl to herself in her head it makes me so happy and i like the addition of spirit in the film uh yeah a lot of um a lot of black women got their life to brown skin girl um mm-hmm. you know I, and I, I listened to t with queen and jay and they were kind of taking the song to task a bit and uh i don't think it was queen's jam at all and then they got like a bunch of backlash online to not liking the song and uh all the stuff i i don't know about the politics of the brown skin girl stuff i feel like that's not my place to really weigh in on that kind of shit i know the women i've seen other than t with queen J, I haven't really seen anybody that felt offended by the song or felt like it didn't go far enough or whatever but you know that's that that when it's black girl time and black girl joy or whatever i try to stay the fuck out the way and uh, let people get whatever they want out of it i understand that it mean whatever the hell it mean to you yeah i like the movie for what it was the cgi and voice acting was all great i did have a misconception with that the animation was going to be more like the jungle book and they would utilize motion capture with the actors like they did in the jungle book but i looked it up and apparently john favreau wanted the lion king to look more like one of those disney animal documentaries rather than the more emotive animals in the jungle book i also agree with you rod sorry karen that older millennials like myself who grew up with this movie and other animated disney films of the late 80s and 90s definitely share these movies with our kids and are more endeared to them 
often my daughter will find some of my old favorites on netflix or amazon and i'll explain to her that it was a movie i used to watch often she's surprised because the animation still holds up really well it's the same with the older disney movies that my parents rented for us at blockbuster my daughter thought this version was okay and my husband thought it was boring lol i'm the only one who liked it but i also managed (laughs) i also managed my expectations before i saw it i already knew what it wasn't going to be um yeah and that's that's all i was trying to say that karen was like these parents who grew up idolizing these movies and they have kids that you know are in the movie watching right age of this Mm -hmm. they're probably showing these kids these movies on netflix like because it's a because if you're if you're not a shitty parent you're going (laughs) you're going to spend time with your kid and you want them to revisit the classics and you want to revisit the classics. correct you know they're safe because you've seen them before you know and you and it's bonding time my my brother uh re-watches a bunch of stuff with my um with my nephew he tells me all the time about old stuff they watched and i'm like yeah because you know sebastian might only be three or four or whatever but my brother is gonna be like well i know that you know teenage mutant ninja turtles is safe i know that um i can just sit them in front of tv and watch uh you know the lion king with them and so i think there's gonna be a lot of these kids who will want to see these movies not just on some like going in without you know any knowledge they'll be going in with like yeah i watched the lion king a million times on fucking netflix because my mom just keeps sitting me down being like put put lion king back on you know um so i I, it kind of made sense to me anyway that that's how i would be and that you know and the parents will be walking in there to experience the thing again mm-hmm. and the kids actually will be experiencing it a different way as well like mm-hmm. you know so that's that's what i'm thinking just because now look when they take all that disney shit off of netflix i they might change if people don't get disney plus or whatever then that then it might change because i don't know that everybody got the dvds of these movies oh no 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 no! you know and that's the difference when i was coming up i didn't get to watch a lot of disney classics because we ain't had them vhs's so them shits was expensive and then they only came out every so many years because they put them what they call them default that's do they do they have them they would have a big sale and they're like oh you better buy it now because we're putting it back in the vault and it'll be locked up for another five to seven years and now's the difference that's why that's what i'm trying to say is the difference with the kids now i didn't watch uh the fox robin hood because i never owned that vhs my Mm. cousin owned it and he might put it in every once in a while but i never got into it i never had it at my house i never saw um shit i never saw the frog and the princess the prince and the frog or whatever i've never seen it um there's so many disney movies i didn't get to see growing up because my parents wasn't balling like that and they wasn't spending money on like disney movies Mm -hmm. like good luck you know so i love how they oh i'm sorry no problem just think about what you said yeah because once disney plus happened if they don't basically buy disney plus they basically won't have access to it right right? and that might be and even that will probably be more likely than the way we had to buy the vhs's back in the day right so yeah i think these kids now they're like yeah i have seen all the disney shit because it's just free it's free to them kids yeah to the kids the kids the kids ain't gotta come out of pocket yeah but even with netflix what it's 15 dollars a month so i mean even to the parents like 15 dollars a month and i get to watch all my disney kid movies they'll watch that they'll mm-hmm. show their kids that shit um but yeah I, man i didn't think about that but with disney plus come out they might go right back to the old days right 
i love how they expanded nala's story her escape from pride rock her rallying the other lionesses was a nice addition that's something i do like about these remakes they seem to be adding more for the women characters to do mm-hmm. and uh and of course it becomes glaring by omission that the there were huge parts of development left out of all the women characters in the old disney movies yes you know because you had princess jasmine like that was a huge twist to the aladdin thing i know people just go as a cash drive it's a money guy don't do it but i'm like i don't know man some of these lessons and some of these Mm -hmm. messages i do want the kids to get that we didn't get yes that song she sang it in was fucking beautiful yeah i also like the addition of the grown simba scared that antelope and didn't get why he was scared i felt like wayne brothers should have popped out and said message uh my only criticism is that you can tell a lot of actors couldn't be in the studio with each other in parts where i think i would it would have helped bring the emotion out even more since they couldn't rely on any facial expressions with from the animals oh that's true uh yeah i can i can imagine that i didn't notice it but that that's i can i feel you on that i can uh, yeah that would stand out can you feel the love tonight was not as powerful as i feel it could have been it sounded like being donald were trying not to over sing so they wouldn't overshadow one another because they weren't in the room with each other i hope they got the re-record they get the re-recorded yeah I, now i don't now i will say this i don't know that they weren't in the room together so if you have some inside information that they weren't right. okay but you know if we see some behind the scenes and they was in the room together then hey maybe it just wasn't hitting the way it was supposed to hit all in all i'm glad disney is doing these live action reboots none of our kids will have awkward sexual awakening or crushes on cartoon animals like my generation did ha <laughs> i totally wanted to marry fox robin hood and no one could tell me that may marion's head covering wasn't a hijab when i was little nala mm. uh didn't have those what we about what we about to do bedroom eyes like in the original nothing sexy about it and jasmine never showed her midriff lol love y'all Amon. that's i didn't even think about that right she didn't sandler agnes says this iteration of the lion king was dope not better than john favreau's amazing jungle book but as a remake it gets the job done the voice acting is superb and in some ways it's better than the 1994 original the musical numbers are good visually stunning musically pleasant and fun to watch i've read some of the critics take on the movies and i feel like they're highly exaggerated for clicks it's a solid by the numbers remake i was glad during my review during my viewing to hear kids really into it which at the end of the day is made for today's generation not for millennials like me agreed sorry it was late tonight guys and last one we had two comments on once upon a time in hollywood Anzi davis says this movie was funny and like you right i enjoy tarantino films but say nothing unless someone i am cool with talks about the movie i felt like i was only laughing at the weirdest stuff especially when al pacino was talking about him and his wife watching movies together or when bruce lee was talking about boxing versus martial arts everybody laughed in the violent parts of the movie i'll be owning the digital copy of this once it comes out yeah i do find obscure shit funny in his universe like the fucking wolf tooth uh dog food uh, uh, uh. that uh brad pitt was feeding that dog um and there's some legit just funny shit in there i mean brad pitt being high on acid in the last action scene at the end was just funny as fuck because it's like he didn't even know if that shit was happening for real or not uh, like, uh. uh so good 
Sailor Agnes says this is not my favorite Tarantino movie but it is one that might grow on me over time for a movie that doesn't go full Quentin Tarantino it's amazing to me how good it is despite that I wouldn't have minded more violent scenes and even a couple of n-words but I think the restraint this movie has makes it better in a way it hardly meanders too the dialogue is compelling from start to finish saw the characters direction is textbook Tarantino especially with some of the car and certain facial shots I thought that those are really good yeah and all them feet shots too um yo for me um i was so impressed by just the deft touch that he has learned i just you just you don't see dudes get 10 12 films in and then fucking be like okay i'm gonna pull back a bit on doing me and give them something they haven't seen from me before and uh i i loved it i this really might be my favorite i know he gets a lot of shit but leonardo motherfucking dicaprio man dude should you should phone those roles in uh but his commitment to carrying these movies astounds me all he does is act his ass off over and over again brad pitt probably gets one of his better roles in a while true margot roby i thought was good as well i like the way her role as sharon tate went yeah i I love that they just didn't kill her because i mean dude all of us thought the same shit when we seen the fucking trailer well those of us that know the real story it's like yo he about to quinn tarantino's about to do the manson murders the manson family murders and margot robbie is a pregnant sharon tate is about to get killed on fucking the 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 movie screen and the whole time i was like man i hope i kind of wish that he didn't do that and then you get to the end of the movie and you're like oh he didn't because it's once upon a time it's it's a fairy tale why would you want a fairy tale to have a horrific ending like let's give everybody a better life than they had most of the acting is good but i gotta call two people on to two people on this film not being in it that long julia butters and michael moe now i get it the depiction of how bruce lee is portrayed and lee's daughter coming out against it i totally get it that aside mo killed that shit killed it mannerisms voice confidence etc yeah man and i think the bruce lee's daughter thing is interesting to me because it feels a little bit like the green book feels a little bit like let's go find somebody that's disgruntled and then we'll say that's the reason we don't like this film because a lot of criticism black criticism has turned into this like ultra militant we've never liked a movie that had a white person involved in it shit Come on. and it's so corny and performative and over the top that it, it really is turning me off i'm i'm starting to scroll past more and more black critics take on movie because it's so fucking predictable it's like you know it's like when they when they turned on uh la la land and all of a sudden la la land was terrible it's like well i watched la la land it ain't terrible you don't have to like it but goddamn, y'all really turned it into like it's like y'all basically we get we you know which movies are gonna get close to award season right and so what they start doing is being like every movie is racist and problematic except the black movie i like and now we all rooting for the same black movie and everything else is a problem so if that movie wins we have to shit on it and say it was a problem and it's just like i think hollywood is definitely getting tired of it because you know them white voters at the fucking academy you know they can't i think i honestly think green book won because of them niggas come on 
i really don't think rain book would have won if, if it wouldn't have been for the pushback of like no not this one and i'm thinking all the white people was like nah now now you giving us a reason to vote for this movie but besides all that shit it's just not true Mm-mm. most of these niggas have watched way more episodes of friends than i have because i've never watched an episode of friends neither so now they trying to prove some woke cred through the like i hate everything white i hate quentin tarantino i hate uh you know and it's like like i said when it was like movies say like a green book where they were like it's offensive okay you went and found his family now you're interviewing them every other week so you can put out another piece to shit on the, the movie at some point it starts feeling like an attack campaign and i'm like why just review the movie you can tell me you didn't like this movie without going through all that shit yes you can anyway uh that scene with him and brad pitt fighting was dope oh i loved it that's the as a bruce lee lover that felt like the closest we're gonna get on screen to bruce lee and i am sad that um his daughter said she felt that way about it because to me it it really was more because they also show him training other people in the other scenes and that that's how a lot of people that even learned or used martial arts in the 70s and shit was learning it from him and all this stuff so it's a symbiotic nature um and then i also like how they ended that squabble where it wasn't that he beat bruce lee it was more like uh in my opinion bruce lee about to whoop his ass because uh they stopped the fight before he could because we've seen all the movies and shit and bruce lee wasn't like a dude that did a whole movie and never got touched it was always that he got hit and then he got fucking stronger so i was like oh it's about to really go down you know but anyway that scene with him and brad pitt finally was over. i'm not sorry i'm not sorry that i enjoyed that scene in him butters is already an acting natural at such a young age yeah that that little lady stole the film a lesser younger actor w- w- would have understandably crumbled acting alongside dicaprio and she acted like a boss juxtaposed to him awesome job of that young lady love the film from start to finish thank you for your uh comments everybody we appreciate y'all we do we'll be back with another review soon and until then peace out peace